0: My sister, Lori Vallow, murdered her children, Tylee and JJ, and buried them in a pet cemetery. And
1: we're all trying to make sense of it, so let's talk about it. Welcome to our wild speculations about Alex. I know the irony here that one of the last things we said in our last podcast is that we aren't going to speculate about family members or wildly speculate we meant living family members. Alex is not amongst the living, and we are going to wildly speculate because we think we can bring some more insight that people have asked for and that hasn't been out there yet. So that's what we'll do. Let me set the stage for you. Uh, I'm Grunkle Rex. That's Tylee and JJ's great uncle. With me is Adam Cox, their uncle, Lori Vallow's brother. Lori Vallow's my niece. And so Alex was Adam's brother, is Lori Vallow's brother. Alex, we feel, is the person that actually did the killings. There is nothing that we say—we may laugh about a couple things when we're talking about this and talking about Alex. There is nothing in there to excuse what he did or how horrific this whole situation is, especially talking about the murder of people. And the murder of the children. No doubt. And with that, we don't know all the details
0: of um, Alex, Lori, Chad, who did what. We, We speculate again that we feel like Chad and Lori got Alex to do a lot of things for them, manipulated him into doing that. Right. We both agree on that. We do. Okay.
1: We agree on most everything we'll say. If there are differences, we'll chime in. And yep. We have different perspective on a couple things. But let me say that Alex is uh, the people we've lost in this tragedy in the family to death or to prison uh, or just to being different people mm-hmm. or people we can't talk to anymore because of family situations, legal situations. I was closest to Alex amongst those people. Alex, um, since he was born, the whole thing, you, you said the background. Mm-hmm. I also went to Alex's games, had Slurpees with Alex growing up. Alex later on in life came and lived with me and my family. Adam did too. Adam came for a few months. um Eighth grade. Eighth, ninth. eighth grade. Eighth grade. I went to Del Rio,
0: Texas and played on the football team. <laughs> yeah. I remember I remember that. I was there for like three months. I lived with you when I was in eighth grade. Right. Yeah.
1: We, we loved that. That was But a, when did a Alex I don't
0: even know when Alex
1: lived with you. I have no clue. Was he an adult? Yeah, he is an adult. Okay. I'll tell you the story. Okay, good. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah, because I, I didn't know. Yeah, he came to live with us in Texas when we I lived in Fort Worth, Texas with my family, first wife. Um And he paid rent by doing massage, is a massage therapist, an excellent massage therapist. See, and we're going to say some things about Alex that are good, Mm -hmm. and people don't like to hear that because of what he did is so horrific. I understand that, but it doesn't negate that he did do a few things good in his life. That was one of them. Mm -hmm. He was a great massage therapist. When he lived with us, the reason I'm telling this story, because it comes into play later on in our wild speculations... He got baptized back into the church. He was working. He had been excommunicated from the church because he had sex when we're see. We can tell these details were dead family members. Right. We probably wouldn't be quite this blunt with living family members. But right. he's on a church mission. Had sex. Got sent home. Got excommunicated. Alex, uh, being a church member, felt that that was wrong. Sex outside of marriage didn't keep him from doing it. But he felt it was wrong. Alex mm-hmm. had a conscience, and that's going to come into play a little bit yeah, later Yeah, we we're definitely going to talk about Alex's conscience. And so he when he came to live with us, he was trying to get back in the church, trying to do things in his life, do things that, what he felt was the right way. And he worked his way with the church leadership, local leadership there. And he got re baptized. I had the privilege of re baptizing him or baptizing him again in the church. Well, how old was he? Is he in his
0: early twenties or late twenties? Oh, he's no. He's 30s? in his thirties.
1: Thirties? By now. Okay. Yeah, this is the mid eighties. Okay. So mid eighties? No. Mid nineties, you mean? What am I talking about? Mid nineties, thank you.
0: So mid nineties he was um yeah, like thirty, yeah. something
1: like that? Okay. Okay. So he got got baptized back into the church. Later on, got excommunicated again, but that's the point he was in life right then, trying to do things right, and so messing up and going confessing his sins. That yeah. was his pattern. Yeah. Okay. And and he wouldn't hesitate when he felt it was time for him to get back in the church. He wouldn't hesitate to go to the church leaders, tell them everything he's doing, and work with them. Let them work with him. To make things right mm-hmm. by his definition of being right, which, of course, when he's trying to get back in the church, is the church's definition, right? So, um, so I was close, he was living with me, and then he went on to, to do other things. And then, when he lived in Phoenix, more close to the time that all of everything happened that everyone knows about, he had been a stand up comedian, and my wife and I would go down and watch his stand-up we thought he was hilarious mm-hmm. uh, he, he never went on a big stage with comedy but his doing local local stand-up and, and we liked watching it so we were close so I'm not trying to distance myself from him or from what he did that was so horrific. And that everybody says that you look just like him. I had to <laughs> that's why I'm explaining. It's like is this Alex or is this Rex talking? What's happening? And our grandkids once in a while would my grandkids would get us confused. That's how that's wow. how much we looked like each okay. other. And so I take that hit even today after what he's did right. what he's done that doesn't offend me that I looked like him. It's just unfortunate that we look like this. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what life that's has given us. All right. So having set that stage, his proclivity, you might say, and something that plays into this also, is was going down to South America. He didn't remarry after the first very brief marriage he had. She came, did a podcast and talked about things in the family. We've covered that in, mm-hmm. in our response entitled Alex, right. where we talked about him. But talk about him going to South America and pick it up from there as we get closer to what you and I call his conversion into this whatever it is you want to call it cult religion way of thinking with Lori and Chad.
0: Well, here's what I you know with Alex you know think about if you have a brother and you're a, you're a guy and you have a brother you have your I brother have a brother okay so mm-hmm. you and I both have a one brother we right. both so we have that in common mine's alive. Yours is alive. Not a serial killer. No. My brother and I, I tried to be really close at some point early in my, late in my teenage years, where me and Alex were close. And then early in our 20s, he came to live with me in um, Salt Lake City, Utah, when I first got into radio. Twenty, You know, it's 21 years old. And we lived together and, you know, we had a great time. Uh, living together and, and bonding and all that as brothers do, uh, but then my radio career took me in different places and he went other places and we you know never lived next to each other since that point. Um, oh, until we got to Texas and then he came in, and lived with me in Texas as well. So now that I think about that, but you know, I as time progressed, I noticed that Al was more he like he was okay being alone where I didn't really have the I don't know there's something about me being alone I just like being around people so I always had friends and somebody go do stuff with or you know live with me or whatever where he was more by himself. So he got into wanting to go to Colombia because he said he was attracted to Colombian women. Now, I don't know if that's a fetish. I don't know if that's his, what he found out. That's what he's attracted to, or that's what he wants in his life. But to, I mean, you got to be all in to buy a plane ticket. You don't know how to speak Spanish and you buy a plane ticket and you find a hotel and you go there and you hire a translator to take you on dates with girls to translate what you're saying back
1: and forth. Can I give you a little more insight on that? Yeah. Because I was single for a while during this time. I mentioned I'd been married before. Right. Uh, during the single times, he was really trying to get me to go down there with him. Oh, was he really? Yes. And it's a package deal. It's something you buy that American men, I guess any man can buy, You go down there. They have the hotel. It's all part of a package. Oh, it's a package deal, right. You go down, and you go in this auditorium full of these Colombian women that want to meet these American men. And Alex looks around, and he says, yeesh. Now, you know Alex looks like me, so he's not a great-looking guy to start with. (laughs) He shouldn't be be picky is what you're saying. Right, and he looks on the stage, and he's one of the hottest ones there (laughs) and one of the younger ones. So these men are going down there because these women— Want to come to America and be married? Exactly. Okay. okay. They want to come to America and bring their family, so they are very. Alex says genuine. Mm -hmm. I would say, they know what they're doing. Right. You know, it's very calculated because they want to get their family to America.
0: And I think he was he was manipulated by a few of the women who Mm -hmm. he gave money to, and I was like, why are you giving them money? He's like, well, she's going to get a plane ticket and come, and you know all the stuff that never happened. He did tell me, since we're on this real quick, before we go into where we're going, because I think this is interesting, his perspective. You said that you get on a stage and you walk down the stage. So he told me about this situation where all these American guys were older and not so good-looking according to what he said, and they would walk down, and then when Alex came out, and he's not the best-looking guy, but he's not the worst. He got up and he started walking down, and he said he felt like a beetle. He said all the women started going like this, Alex, Alex. Exactly. They started doing that, and so I guess he, you know, met some women in Colombia. But I don't know how many trips he took—like three or four, yeah, three or four times—he went to Colombia to find women, and he I, he never got married to one of them. So that was his. That was one of his downfalls. As he talked about going back to church, and Alex and all that. I remember during the during the time when Alex was in Phoenix and Lori, uh, Alex started going back to church, and he went and talked to his his leader, church leader and said I want to get rebaptized. And so he was on a road to no more sex with women outside marriage cuz that's not what the church is for, right? So and he, you know, was doing well and he went to, to went to sacrament, he went to church for I don't know, 4 months straight with, you know, meeting and doing all that stuff and he was on this path to really doing, you know, getting back where he was before when you baptized him. So you could see that he was doing this in his life, up here spiritually down here, up and down. So um, as he was doing that he, uh, he was getting talking with Lori and that's when that whole thing started he was talking with Lori about you know the podcasting mm-hmm. and he told me that Mike Stroud's podcast was the greatest thing he's ever heard most spiritual he's ever been by listening to that which by the way Mike Stroud got excommunicated all these different things but anyways Alex uh, then uh, said I'm going to go take a trip to Colombia," and it really upset Lori, because Alex was on this spiritual high of doing this. When he came back from Columbia, he was down on himself for doing it because he wanted to supposedly get back into the church. He was trying to make that round. And I think this is where Lori and Chad got Alex, is because at that point, Lori and Chad had their own religion or their own, I don't know what you call it, their vision of what's happening. Apparently, Chad would go into heaven and talk to his counsel, come back and tell Lori and Alex, okay, here's what this, you know, we need to do or you need to do. They got Alex to believe in... We don't know
1: how that worked.
0: No. We don't. So. This is all speculation right. of from what I understand. Wild speculation. Wild speculation from what... I, and I, this is what I believe happened. So with that... Um, uh, I believe that Lori and Chad, you know, told Alex that look, you, this is just one, All you have to do when you come to Earth is get a body. Nothing else matters.
1: Doesn't matter in your first probation.
0: Your first probation, because they're. I don't even know about probation,s but they start talking about there's several probation.s Chad talked Lori into saying that they were married in four other worlds, and you know, you heard all those things, right? Mm-hmm. So they got Alex to believe, look, it doesn't matter if you go to Columbia and have sex with women because you got a body. That's all you have to do in this life is to get a body. So that made him feel like, oh, I'm, I'm with a team that is going to accept my behavior and I can still be saved because Chad is in with God kind of thing. And so that's where Alex's mind frame went. And he was all in on what
1: Lori and Chad preached to him about whatever their religion or whatever they, they thought. So this is a speculation or the, the manipulation that you see. When Alex goes over there, comes back, Lori berates him for doing this. And then I don't know if the berating is part of the manipulation or what, but then she says, we've got him. Yeah. This is our mine and Adam's speculation. We've got him now now we can tell him hey there's hope for you don't worry about it this is your first probation we have spiritual insight for you you're you're actually okay let us explain to you how it works you're actually here to be my guardian angel right and that's how they manipulate him so far keep going so with
0: that um, then Alex you know was I think he was all in but he, At first, it wasn't all in, because at some point, Chad told Lori that Charles, who was Lori's husband at the time, was dead, and a zombie body or a zombie spirit or something is inside Charles's body, and his name is Ned so-and-so. I forget the name. Ned Schneider. Ned Schneider. So once Alex hears Lori tell him that, he... Was on the phone with me telling me this, and we were both laughing about it. I said, What? That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And he's laughing on the other end. He goes, That's, I'm just telling you, this is what, this is what they said. And this is, and he's even, Charles is even physically shorter. I was like, What? How is that? I mean, literally, when I was hearing this, I was like, I was like, I can't believe we're having this discussion like you like Laurie really believes this. And at the time, I feel like he was with me on that. Like he thought that was ridiculous, too. Two weeks later, when I talked to him, he was all in. He goes, no, that's Charles is Ned. Charles isn't Charles anymore. He's Ned. Somehow in two weeks. Charles, uh, uh Chad and Lori convinced him that that was a thing. So th- at that point, he, he bought all into dark spirits, zombies. He bought into all their crap that they were preaching. And why would he buy into it, do you think? Because at that point, he felt like, look, I, I'm going to be forgiven for all, all the things I've done. I don't have to worry about any of the things that happened in my life and i they're accepting me for who i am and i can just be spiritual with them and do god's work with them if if they want me to be the angel that will you know clear a path for whatever mission that they have they claim that they have some special mission Lori and chad have this special mission collecting 144,000 all that crap so with that alex was he bought all in He was all in no matter what they said.
1: Because he wanted it so badly.
0: Yeah. And he knew he wasn't going back to the church Mm -hmm. at that point. At that point.
1: Yeah. So right after he killed Charles, he had another Columbia trip, didn't he? Well, he had one plan. I don't know if he went. He had one plan. He did go. Oh, did he? Like two days later. And I asked his mother, how did the police let him go to Columbia? Yeah. She said, well, it was self-defense, so there aren't going to be any charges. It just blew my mind. But he did his pre-planned trip and then came back from it. yeah afterwards. But that's part of its speculation part of that you know is demonstrable. We, we know he went on the trip and all that. but you can see why he would want to believe that so badly because it he had a conscience telling him, hey, you've been doing bad stuff all of a sudden now it's absolved from responsibility cuz he he he's doing pass.
0: because he's doing what Laurie and Charles said heaven is telling them what Lori to do Laurie and Chad or sorry Laurie and Chad is telling this is coming from heaven you're supposed to you know kill these people
1: for our mission to be accomplished i personally believe that Chad and Laurie mostly Chad on this one i think i don't i don't know the interaction between the two yeah that whole zombie stuff they made up specifically for Alex to give him something to believe because they knew they were going to kill people. They wanted to kill people. Mm -hmm. They want Alex to do it. How can we get Alex, who has a conscience, to do this? Well, here's our wild speculations, people. Yeah. How do we get Alex to do this? Well, he's not going to kill people he knows and loves. So we have to convince him there's someone else. The people he knows and loves are gone, and in fact, they need his help. They're in limbo. Mormons don't usually believe in limbo, but right. Chad and Lori did, so right. that's not a church thing. Right? They're in limbo. They can't leave limbo until their body is freed of these evil spirits and shut down so no other evil spirits can get in.
0: Now, I haven't heard that Chad and Lori told Alex that— um, what spirits are inside Tylee, or what spirits are inside JJ, or what what uh, zombies are inside them with names, mm-hmm. or with Tammy, or with what Charles? We knew it was Ned, some guy named Ned. But all these things came from Charles or, or from Chad's computer. Like he had, th- when the FBI got his computer, he had all these lists of like zombies and dark number fours and all this stuff. That you know, Alex had bought all in on that. I, to me, it's so ridiculous to, that you can take something that is like fiction and in your mind create it to
1: be reality. It's You have to really want to believe it. Oh, It's so, so sad. You have to have a motive to believe it. So let's take this a step further. And for the next step, we have to address the fact that there are other people that may know this. And so we have to address the fact of Melanie Boudreau, Melanie – I'm sorry, Melanie Pulaski, Melanie Gibb, and Zulema. People are always asking, why aren't they – are they going to be charged? Why aren't they charged? We do not know, period. Right. Our next sentence, wildly speculating – well, not too wild. We know they had some type of immunity agreement for for Lori's trial in Idaho. Right. Now, wildly speculating, we speculate they have some type of immunity agreement because they are part of the next round of legal action. We don't know what part. We don't know if they even are a part. Mm-mm. But for our speculation is we aren't going to know anything more about them or if they're going to be charges or not or what they knew. We're hoping that comes out in court. It may never come out. So, given that, we aren't going to, we don't have any more valid information. No. So, we're going to wildly speculate, not about them, but we're going to hope some of these facts may come out to disprove or prove what we all speculate about with them. We've all heard the same thing. We all have very, I say we all, not just us too, but everyone that's listening. Right. We all have similar suspicions about it. Mm-hmm. That's going to play in a little bit here in our next next round. Please realize they're all wild speculations.
0: Yeah, which is worse, spitballing of, of what the information that we all have. And this topic is, you know, it's, it's on Alex. Now, you know, somebody had said, the reason we're talking about this topic is there was a comment, and the comment was like, how do you process or grieve for Alex? And I got to tell you, it it has torn me apart Mm -hmm. because I knew Alex and him and I would just die laughing, doing comedy bits. And we just, gosh, there's so many great things that we had before the Chad and Lori thing. Um, Was Alex a perfect person? No. Did he have a lot of problems? Yes. All those things are true. And and you can judge all you want of, of anybody. But I will say this, um, he uh, you know a lot of people is like, well, what he did, he couldn't have had a conscience. he did have a conscience, otherwise he wouldn't have you know confessed to members of the church and try to get back and get rebaptized there's there's patterns that he
1: he did have a conscience and he felt bad about things and did that so and we aren't trying to defend him and say definitively. Yes, he had a conscience. That's not our intent. No. We just wanted to give you some insight of how we think he got involved because to us, Chad, Lori, Alex are in different categories as far as why they participated in this horrific I, I don't even have the there's, words there's not because saying it's, horrific, it's but a terrible tragedy and they're all three guilty and accountable absolutely nothing we're saying changes any, any of event. that but so when alex alex died and then we're going to
0: wildly speculate about that too so alex died i got a call from brandon a week or, or the day the, the day the day it happened or the day after when alex died brandon says hey uh, I'm not supposed to call and tell you this because Brandon was working with the FBI. He said, well, I'm not "Can supposed you to. still help tell him this with the Brandon case coming up um, about Alex dying?" Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. Good. So he he Brandon says, um, "Your brothers your brother's passed away," and I was in shock. I was like, "What?" Because first, when Charles died, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I found out the way. And I, we talked about that on a mm-hmm. podcast. Um and then Alex dies, Tammy dies, and then they find the kids. It's just it was one after another after another after another. But with Alex, me knowing what he did, speculating that, you know, he was part of this whole thing and doing all that, when he died, I wasn't talked to in my family. I didn't I didn't email or t- or call my family. My dad then emailed me a week after he he just found out. I knew a week before they did. But we wow. weren't we weren't talking.
1: And it, I I didn't even know could Wait, c- Alex died. You found out a week later they found out. Janice I, and Barry found he, out after that.
0: Yeah, a week after I found out. So Alex has been dead for a week before they found out. Wow. So with that being said, um there was a a a, a Funeral, not a funeral, but what did you go to? Uh, memorial service. memorial service that my family had. They didn't reach out to me. They didn't invite me. And I told people that they're like, that is the worst. How could your parent? How could your family do that? Yes, that I. And now that I think about it, I, I it's not. They should at least asked. But I don't know if I would have went mm-hmm. because I I just I'm so torn. About what he did and that he that I couldn't I don't think I could go to a a funeral and celebrate his life after what he did. And there's got to be people out there that are watching this right now that you have a sibling that killed somebody or did something. Did you go to their funeral? I And I'm still I still haven't cried over it. I, about losing Alex, mm-hmm. because I am completely torn in half, not knowing what to do, how to grieve
1: it. I I just can't. I don't know. And we've made the point in previous podcasts that healing or grieving is such an individualized, individual per person and per situation. There's just not a standard answer. And we've, we've seen comments of how could you... I've seen comments, um, terrible things about me, because I did go to Alex's service, and people berated me for doing that. I felt—now, let's talk about that. We don't have much time, but let's talk about that for just a little bit. Actually, Zulema had the service. Janice met Zulema for the first time. None of us knew Alex were married. Right. Everything was secret. Someone said, Alex is dead. Okay, or is there going to be some type of something? His wife's in charge. Of that what wife? He's not married. Oh yes, he is. That's how we found out he was married. Yeah, everything was secret. We found out secret. he died in Everything we're we was at the same time. Yeah, and so there are. I think I counted fifteen people there. Not very many. Okay. Uh, the way they said it, Zlima and Janice uh, invited people that didn't believe Al was a killer. So, not very many people. I got to go because I hadn't expressed—I hadn't jumped up and down said— One way or another. Yeah. Yeah. And my sister and I are close, and she invited me. One of my daughters got to go. Not all of my daughters were invited. There are a lot of people that were not invited because it was such a controversial Depending
0: on how time. you felt
1: about what Alex— Depending on their perception on how you felt about it based on what you had done, and there's a lot that goes into that. So um, I went, and I feel— Good about my decision to go. Everyone had a chance to say something about Alex, so I took that chance. I wasn't asked to be the main, the main speaker, but I as I got up and said, said about my past with Alex because I had a positive past with Alex. Mm-hmm. So w- I think we'll do a response coming up
0: because. Rex and I want to speculate about one more thing <laughs> about Alex's death. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, it came back the op- or, or it came back that he died of a uh, blood clot in his lungs. embolism. And when I heard that it was a natural death, the day after Tammy's body was exhumed, I was like, "Okay, you just know it wasn't a natural death." The
1: BS flag goes right
0: up. There is no way it happened like that. Now, you and I have had hours of conversations about what really
1: happened to Alex. So, there toward the end, Zulema, now, I personally don't don't know Zulema very well. That time, that uh, service was the only time I met her, and everything I've heard— about Zulema, everything I know about this situation with Melanie Polowski, my great niece, who I love, but we, I think we can all speculate uh, that they know more and Melanie Gibb, that they know more and we don't know why they aren't being charged or being held accountable, etc. So I need to say that again before I say what I'm about to say. Alex reportedly said to Zulema, and I won't even name the source of how we got this, it wasn't from Zulema. Alex reportedly said, I had to do something that's so horrific, I don't know how to deal with it, or words to that to that effect. To me, that tells me he's not in the same delusion that Lori's in, and that his conscience is getting through to him. And we've heard public comments about him saying, well, I'm either a man of God or I'm not, Another indication, if these are true, we're speculating that those are true. Just because we heard him doesn't mean they are. But if that's true, his conscience was getting through there toward the end, which may be a motive for him getting killed, him getting taken out. Because we also know of the text between Chad and Lori. Hey, Lori asking Chad, have you talked to Alex recently? He's been alone too long. He's the only way they can get to us, so we don't have any evidence. We don't know who would have done it or how it would have been done for Alex to be Alex to be killed. I think that's a very possible scenario. So when I when I heard Alex died, like you said, going back to that,
0: I thought, okay, you know, there, there's two things in my mind. Number well, actually three. Number one is I didn't believe that. Alex died of a natural anything, nothing. Second, I had two things of how Alex died. Either A, like Rex said, it got to his conscience. He couldn't deal with it anymore, and he killed himself. Then the other one is Lori and Chad, you know, ordered him to be taken out, killed. So then Rex and I were talking about... um You know, let's talk about the suicide for a second, and we started talking about that. So now I, you know, I'm leaning towards that he was poisoned, the same poison that Tammy got poisoned with. And I guess with that poison, it causes blood clots, and you can't. There's it's hard to trace. Or, you know, when people say, "Well, they did an autopsy, or they did this, they couldn't find anything," I think there's ways around that. I think they have figured out, you know, those kinds of drugs or. You know, eye drops. I don't know what they did, but I heard all kinds of different rumors about how that went down. So um, that's where that's where I think most people are: is that he either killed himself or he was taken out. And I don't know if we're ever going to
1: find out the truth. I don't know if we will. In either scenario, we both feel also Alex got the easy way out of this, no doubt. We. Uh, on the other side, I don't know how it works. So I don't know if you got the easy way out over there or not. No. But out of this life... On this side. Yeah. I, we want anyone associated with these murders to face all of the justice they can face Absolutely, in life. Absolutely. And so in that regard, he got the, the easy way out. We also talked about
0: something else when it comes to that. Um, with Alex being... Um, you know, they wanted his body. Whoever was in charge wanted it to be cremated, cremated quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. Same thing when Charles died, Lori. They wanted it done. They just wanted it to done. It just there's so many red flags that come up with, you know, all these deaths. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Tammy's death. All these things. They just are all on the same page with that. Um, dang, there was something with Alex that I want that you and I had talked about, and I thought, oh my gosh, this is it. And now I can't remember what it was. Um, but we'll have to do a response. For yeah, when, when it when it pops into my head at two o'clock this morning, I'm gonna call you at two in the morning. and Go, okay. This we'll get is, on Zoom,
1: this, record the response. This is
0: what it was, um, but it's important. Um, and it's just dang at my mind. I'm, I got so many things to think about. Um, but you know that this is where we're at with talking about Alex and you know what happened with him and why he would do the things he did and you know getting out, like you said. You know, we think that he got out because, oh, this is it. It just got to me. I didn't have to wait until 2 o'clock in the morning. I knew if I just kept on going, it would come. Okay, so here it is. That when Alex, uh, he had died, that you and I discussed that um, getting the easy way out, which he wouldn't have to face going to court and all these things, but if Alex was still alive today, his pattern of going to the church counselors and in, in confessing everything he did now there's a lot of members of the church that would never go tell the bishop anything they did alex told everything and that's why he got excommunicated right <laughs> and why he got back in and that's why he got back in so uh, we feel if alex was in jail now we would know everything about this case so that's everything. an additional
1: tragedy is that he died now some people are glad he died because of what he did. Yeah, I'm. We're with you on no that. No doubt, no doubt. But had he lived, I think we'd know everything by now. Everything. All of these questions we all have. That's a tragedy that he didn't. We think we would know them. Yeah. I'm glad you remembered that. That's an important that, point because we have
0: talked about that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's a, we, we would all know everything. So, anyways, about Alex, and that's we just wanted to go into a little bit more depth and speculation, which a lot of you have a lot of speculation. That's our inside.
1: If there is an inside, our opinions on it. Stay tuned for more responses on that as we read your comments. Yeah. This
0: has been Tylee and JJ's Silver Linings podcast. Your input is helping us make sense of this. We encourage your comments on our Facebook page or email Silverlinings at gmail.com. This has been a production from
1: a podcast studio.